three pages. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome to the third episode of the podcast Titan. Yo, Levi. <laughs> Yo, Levi. <laughs> the show where we uh, go over the hit anime Attack on Titan one episode at a time and talk about all sorts of fun themes and creative decisions that they made. Today, we are lowly lads playing as podcasters. I've just gotten Elden Ring, and uh, the next few episodes <laughs> of this podcast are going to be unending Elden Ring references, so have fun. <laughs> Today we're talking about episode three, A Dim Light Amid Despair, and I think it has a subtitle, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, in this episode, we just start out with the opening theme, which yeah, usually do. means that there's some intense shit about to go down, mm-hmm. but actually does not mean that this episode this is yeah in fact everybody enjoy this episode and the next one because it is the chillest the show will ever be uh-huh yeah enjoy it while it lasts it's, it really is that <laughs> yeah it's just going to be unending intensity from here on out <laughs> um oh okay so i guess the first thing i'm gonna bring up mm-hmm. so obviously after the opening it starts with um the first scene is you know good old commandant shardis breaking everybody in or in the training um, the training arc yes we are in the shonen. training arc yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mentioned this to to you already but i want to say it on the podcast it mentioned that uh armin uh the commandant asks him who named him and armin says his grandpa yeah. named him which implies that maybe his parents not only like at first, I just figured his parents died during the attack right, on Shiga and Sheena. Oh, really? Uh huh. But because uh, I thought they had, they had already hinted before that he had been raised by his grandpa. Oh, I at wasn't least from sure. like an earlier yeah. age. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, here is where it's like, oh, yeah, shit, it's he like, was like, oh, his parents were not in around. the picture. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> um, and then, um, yeah. Yeah, Shardis is yelling at everybody. <laughs> Shardis is going around, uh, you know, breaking the spirits of all the new trainees. And it's a nice little moment where we get a look at the the people who are kind of going to become our supporting cast. We get mm-hmm. to take glances at all of them. Um, uh, the theme comes back up again that's so prevalent throughout season one of livestock, of comparing people in the walls to livestock. Uh, just in a very little way where Shardis is yelling at some... I think they do, like, the double subtitles thing that's horrible that oh, two people yeah, are talking at yeah. once. Um, <laughs> and Shardis yells at some trainee that they're less than livestock. Right. Um, so while he's doing this, there are these other guys, other two military dudes, which I guess mm-hmm. are some kind of, like, training higher-ups. Yeah, or they're just sort of walking around. They happen to be observing the training. And mm-hmm. and uh, they, they point out that Shardis is not he's not even bothering to you know sort of like assault yeah uh the certain people in the crowd and and all these people kind of have this like really hard-eyed look to them Mm -hmm. and um they they uh mention you know it's there those are probably the people who saw hell two years ago um something i didn't know about this training is that this training takes two years. Yeah, I they didn't, are in boot I, I camp forgot for that two before. years. Yeah. yeah, that blew my mind. I was like, 
Well, and that's then, so long. Okay, think about this. In this episode, at the beginning of boot camp, we are because they're fifteen after training is done. Right. So we are that... thirteen yeah. in this episode. <laughs> oh my technically. gosh. Oh, they're fifteen after training. I believe so. Jeez, yeah. That's I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm almost positive that they spend. Yeah, the first huge chunk of the show being 15. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think. Fact check me, audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, and when he says that, when when, when when they remark that Shardis is skipping some people, uh, we focus on Aaron, Annie, Mikasa, mm. Reiner, Bertolt, and Ymir. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the implication is that they're all the people who saw the Titans firsthand there is an, another interesting implication to those particular characters being shown that will become clear later. Yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> and um, then we get Jean! And then we get Jean! Woo! I'm going to go to the interior. I'm Jean Kirstein, and when I <laughs> ace this academy, I'll be joining the military police. <laughs> well, you seem to have a nice head on your shoulder. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> Headbutt. <laughs> Yeah, so Jean is an asshole, and he gets yeah. headbutted immediately. Uh-huh. <laughs> His dream is to uh, become the best person ever at killing Titans so that he can join the interior police and never see a Titan in his life and be comfortable. Right. And, uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll pretty quickly learn that, I mean, this, this becomes quite a focus of, especially next episode, mm-hmm. um, when everybody's just like... Like, Aaron comes to the realization, he's like, oh, everybody's honing their titan-killing yeah. skills just to get away from the titans. I can't believe I have to use my titan-killing <laughs> skills to kill actual, actual titans! titans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that so Shardis moves on to Marco afterward, and Marco yeah. is an even greater cinnamon roll than Armin. Um, <laughs> in fact, I have a theory that Marco is is meant to portray one of the biggest themes in the entire show oh yeah um i can't say too much about what that is right now but i will say that i think that marco is intentionally like the most just like innocently naively just like good person yeah. in the show with with nothing you know hidden under the surface right right just like genuine good puppy dog golden retriever guy right totally yeah i i definitely agree with that because it and we'll see how that plays into even just the next few episodes it's Mm kind of it's kind of important for marco to be there yeah Um, definitely um it uh um yeah i was i was uh after they the scene where they're breaking everybody in um armin comments on all the rejects that are leaving mm-hmm. uh the i'd say uh, a lot <laughs> all the rejects oh, that are all the rejects that are leaving uh the camp and something i noticed was uh something that i like about that scene it, aaron basically says if you're weak you got to go right. back to pushing rocks and pulling weeds and this is what I love so much about this show, the idea that there's like there's only one way to go and that's all out. Yeah. And, and anybody who does the less strong. than that is like this it, anybody who does less than that is kind of ashamed and yeah. like 
like and just sort of will will always live knowing they didn't do everything they could have done and that's like i don't know why i like that so much mm. about this show but it's just it's just a very cool like yeah it's that very cool that that ties into something something i realized i forget i think i might have taken it as notes for next episode but i'm gonna go ahead and say it now mm-hmm. um I think something that's something that's great about this show that I have never really put together before is, you know, freedom is so, you know, freedom is the central theme and the central concept of it. And it's so smart that they that the the layout of the walls is so smart because it makes freedom physical and quantifiable. Because yeah, yeah. because the less free you are, the further into the walls and the more cooped up and the more cramped and then the freer you get, the more outwardly you can expand. And, you know, when you have enemies coming from every side, it's just a great, like, really simple, powerful visualization yeah, of, like, what yeah. freedom is. And especially because we'll learn that the <clears throat> the further in you are, the richer you get. Yeah. Um, so, like, like, people on the interior are higher class citizens than people on the outside. Which is outside. interesting, too, because you could say that they're and we're getting into some just like philosophy here but right right uh you could you could say you could make the argument that they're not free as a result of being exactly. trapped by the luxury yeah you know, if, exactly if that's the point you're making mm-hmm. that's sort of what i was thinking yeah yeah it's uh it's great i, I just i had that realization right at the end like for for no reason at all and i was like oh man <laughs> that's, that's awesome that um, is very cool i i didn't think about that how like yeah how the actual making making freedom like physically measurable basically is like it's a cool yeah because it would have been tough if it was like a just like a real life country layout right it's just like oh this area is free this area is not this area is like right right not not be the same um but to, to to go back just a tiny bit back into the kind of introducing the side characters as shardis breaks them all down uh we get Connie and we get Sasha and they mm-hmm. are they are what they will be for the rest of the show yeah. which is comedic relief <laughs> so the little tiny bit that we get in this show <laughs> it pretty much all comes from them Connie salutes the wrong way with the wrong hand over his heart and Shardis promptly picks him up by the head all the way <laughs> off the ground like legs swinging in the air yeah. picks him up by the head and yells at him <laughs> And then while he's doing that, he notices Sasha eating a potato, which has become an extremely infamous scene in this show, mm-hmm. uh, in which she she debates him on <laughs> yeah. why she's eating a potato. Why do people eat potatoes? Uh, and I've actually and then she, yeah. She, go ahead. It's funny. I I just love that she thinks he's offended that she's not sharing, right? And so she cracks it in half and so offers him part I of it. Actually, say. I have felt like this since the first time I watched this episode, and I've yeah. never been able to figure out exactly what I think. I feel like there's something to this scene besides just comedic relief. Like, I feel like really? it's trying to explore a theme of some kind, simply huh. because they put a lot of emphasis on it. They do. Like, if it was just comedic relief, I feel like it'd be a lot more of a passing moment. Right. But it's like a full minute or two of the runtime of, of this episode, and it's like in complete full focus yeah with zero distraction and i just feel like i don't know i just feel like there's there's something there but i i tried to think about it this watch through and 
maybe I'm wrong because I, I I don't know what they're trying to say with it if they're trying to say <laughs> anything. Um, but in any case, Shardis punishes Sasha with no meals and making her run for like seven, eight hours <laughs> yeah. straight. Run until she drops. Yes. <laughs> and then um, after that, we go to the this scene with... Well, first off, um, Aaron... They, we go to like it's night now and sasha's yeah. still running and i think they like, say for five hours barely yeah still like she can barely stand um and aaron tells everybody that he and armin are from shigan sheena right. and that immediately garners a bunch of respect yeah we immediately him. cut to them sitting inside a dinner with yeah. every trainee <laughs> surrounding them uh, like and aaron on their every word aaron in the abridged is freaking like i'm not saying to take, take him with an arm yeah but I can totally take it. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what he's doing oh my God, here. Man, you're so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. He's doing that until they question him too much. And then, yeah. Um, and then they ask him what the regular Titans are yeah, actually like. And, he and then he mom. almost throws up. Yeah. He like puts his, um, in his mouth. A couple, a couple things as he's talking to all of them about the Titans. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there are two characters that I want to point out. One is that, just an interesting little detail, they do flash to Reiner for a second. That he's, he's like, listening in from another table, which I feel like is is already a bit of communication about his character. Mm. You know, that he's, he's, he's a very kind of strong, silent, uh, but, like, very perceptive right. type. Um, and then there's this other guy. This is not a serious one, but there's this, there's this fucking guy from the earlier part of the show that i that i see a lot i think i found out this time that his name is daz yeah this gray-haired guy who's supposed to be the same age as them but he looks so old he's supposed to be the same well i because i mean aren't they all the same age i I I, thought that was the idea i just thought every trainee was the same age i thought maybe he was an older man later who decided i guess later in his life to join the military i've always assumed that they were all the same age so that guy was always confusing to me i guess that's (laughs) certainly a possibility yeah (laughs) it is hilarious like because he's he's like shorter than most of them too he's i don't remember yeah i think he is (laughs) um yeah anyway so Aaron is Aaron. They finally question Aaron too much, and he and mm-hmm. he thinks about his mom getting numbed by a Titan. Uh, S- something yeah. that I noticed was immediately the crowd starts looking on in horror, and then Marco's like, "Hey guys, yes. go easy on Marco, him. the savior. Um, go easy on him. He probably doesn't want to remember." And the second Aaron sees he's getting pity, he starts up this like forced yeah. bravado thing where yeah. he's like. Oof titans are no big deal i can tell you know i'm gonna kill them all i'm gonna drive that's them out. interesting so f- from your perspective it was aaron's reaction he didn't want to be pitied yeah what i thought was that he wanted to kind of like be a beacon he had that moment of oh, weakness yeah. but then he wanted to pump everybody else up yeah that might that <clears throat> really might be it yeah i personally i felt like it was not quite related to what marco said gotcha gotcha i guess it could go either way but the, but either way, important Marco moment because that's him. Yeah, that's, he's like again, he's like nutshell. he's like Armin, but more. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just like the ultimate peacemaker, savior. Again, golden retriever lad. Uh huh. Um, Something else I also wanted to mention is that when Aaron is is talking about how Titans are no big deal, he like forces himself to take a bite of his bread. Yeah, you can so, see the anime sweat yeah. on his cheek. 
something I've noticed is that that resolving to eat seems to kind of be like a theme in this ah, show. That's true. I noticed like Mikasa or in episode two forces mm-hmm. Aaron to eat bread right after they resolve to join the military. And then Aaron is trying to, you know, show everybody that he's fine by taking right. a bite of his bread. No, yeah, and, and, that'll, then, and that'll continue and in that'll later continue parts, yeah. in later episodes, yeah. That's interesting. And so, yeah, that was something. Um so, yeah, so Aaron is clearly trying to convince himself as much as everybody else right that he's not scared. And who notices that? But Jean Jean uh, <laughs> which another interesting jean moment he this is this is still this is really our first like genuine interaction we see with jean because you know before it was just him getting yelled at by chartis but right um it's interesting that the first thing he does is see through Aaron. yeah yeah i thought that was pretty fascinating because you know we're get we're gonna see the way Jean's character develops over the next few episodes and you know that this might be kind of a hint as to where it's going yeah it's kind of to the person Jean is under all of the uh bull crap that he's putting up right now right i i really like the one of the things that shows off about him is that he he does all he wants to do is go to the interior but he's actually a pretty smart guy yes um and he's very and like you know the first thing he does is see through aaron's bravado like you said and it's like and i thought it was interesting i mean like you said he's very smart he has he has like very logical reasoning and uh-huh. argument. he he destroys aaron with facts and logic <laughs> yeah and uh, he <laughs> He says, what really stuck out to me was that he said, at least I'm honest. He's like, yeah, right. I, I, I don't want, like, maybe I am a coward, but I'm honest about it. I'm better than you, who's, pre- who's... pretending to be brave and right. putting up a front. Uh, and then something I forgot, too, is that Jean, like, diffuses it. Jean is like, hey, I didn't mean to criticize you, man. And he goes to shake yeah. his hand, which I was like, whoa. And, and, and I mean, I guess I could... High I five. Can... High five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can see where there's a little bit of, you know, arrogance in that, but it was also distinctly not how I remember season one, John. Like, I remembered him just really being a fight picker. Yeah, and later they will get into a fight. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Though you've probably seen this episode already, so if you haven't, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, well, why are you listening to us? (laughs) Yeah, please do not listen to this without... The amount the of spoilers in this episode, it's insane. <laughs> Everything big happens in episode three of Attack on Titan. It's it's the series peak. It's the series Yeah, it really never got any better than this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jean offers Aaron a handshake, which Aaron slaps his hand, and I didn't know if that was meant to be... I think it was meant to be sort of like... Like a, a, a middle finger? Disrespectful a little bit, but right. sort of... I think he, by doing that, he's sort of admitting that he's like, okay, you're right, John. Like, right. We shouldn't fight. Was that, that's, yeah, that's the part where this really shocked me that Aaron said he was wrong too. And yeah, he, does, he doesn't yeah. specify about what, but right. still, it's just like, whoa, like, you know, we've only ever seen Aaron be so bullheaded. Right. That, like, it's, it's kind of interesting to see him admit that he was wrong about anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then as Aaron leaves... Mikasa follows, and mm-hmm. Sean is in love. John is smitten. 
And I, I said in my notes, I said, Jean is floored by pretty Mikasa TM. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Mikasa looks weird with her long hair. Watching back now in the early parts, I'm like, who even is that? I remember the first time I watched the show, I legitimately didn't know who she was. And that it took me several episodes to figure out that was still Mikasa. Like, suddenly I was like, oh, that's That's the little girl that they were with. Wait a goddamn minute. (laughs) Is she wearing her scarf in this scene? I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I, I seem to remember being able to see her neck. Oh my gosh. Whoa. That's strange. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. We will come to find the importance of that scarf in the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's very shocking that she would like be without it in this casual circumstance. Yeah. Um in any case, Jean is like uh Jean has the worst attempt at flirting uh-huh. of all time. <laughs> yeah. He won't look her in the eyes. He's beat red and he says, Uh you have really pretty black hair do you have an only fans uh, <laughs> and then mikasa equally famous in yeah. in the abridged and the normal version of the show in the normal right. version she just says thanks and leaves yeah. in the abridged she says i'm not into guys with vaginas and <laughs> either way and it's pretty dope it is it really is i yeah i love it's it's one of the most i don't know why it's so entertaining but it's such a good just shooting him down oh, like yeah. it's such a good moment and then he he tries to follow her outside he follows her outside and then he immediately sees her like hanging on aaron's arm yeah. basically just like fussing with you know like are you you know she's just talking with him and acting really close mm-hmm. with him and he's super jealous um, yeah i also wanted to point out that when he runs outside it is like beautiful animation for some really? reason the, the little <laughs> shot of him going outside is just like oh, it's like how they always do their crazy fight scenes it, like, oh my gets gosh super nuts for two <laughs> seconds um and then we have one of my all-time favorite comedic moments in the show yes which this is, is that jean is having like an existential crisis over the <laughs> fact that mikasa is super close to Aaron. <laughs> And then Connie innocently walks by behind him, just whistling to himself. And John just like wipes his hand on Connie's back. And <laughs> yeah. Connie whips around and is like, hey, what did you just do? What'd you put on my back? He starts like reaching around, trying to feel for it. Uh-huh. He's freaking out. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Early, early episode, or like early series, non-jaded Connie is uh-huh. just hilarious. Oh, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> freaking, um... I thought the part I thought you were talking about was okay. the very next scene uh, okay. where uh, Krista, it shows uh, Sasha finally stumbling and passes passing out on the ground. Right. Um, and until Krista approaches with some bread and immediately this gave me like a heart attack when I first saw it because yeah. it, it looks like it's going to be a legit like No, when I threat. first when I first saw this part, I like started immediately theorizing about like, holy crap, like is Sasha turning into a titan? Like what is this? Right? What's going on? Exactly. Sasha, <laughs> Krista approaches with some bread and water and Sasha immediately, Goes she berserk. smells it and her head just like whips up and uh, she's all red-eyed and she just and then she like dives and grabs the food and like grabs this, it in her mouth yeah and it's like eating it on all fours like uh, a rabid dog and then she realizes what it is and for some reason one of my favorite sasha when moments she, like, of all time is, yeah she just like, goes it's bread, bread. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, 
Yeah, that's such a that's like the Sasha moment that's as far as good. I'm concerned. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> so Krista, yeah, Krista's brought bread and she brings water mm-hmm. and um Sasha thinks for a moment that she is god that krista is god yeah (laughs) which is a kind of a fascinating thing i yep (laughs) (laughs) i know i put that in my notes yeah (laughs) so then then emir shows up i forgot that they i mean they frame this part like emir is just meeting krista for the first time yeah which I was like, they seem like such longtime friends. Right. Like, I could not believe that this was when they met. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Immediately, they, and this will get explored later a little more, but but immediately, the first thing Ymir says is, why did you give her that food? Did you And did you get what you wanted in return? Yeah. And Krista's like, uh, what are you talking about? I, yeah. I don't want anything in return. It's just and, nice. Yep. Yeah, that is that is kind of the big character trait we see of Ymir for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> before <laughs> before she gets more screen time, uh-huh. kind of all we get of her <laughs> is that she is a manipulative, you know, selfish, right, arrogant user type person. Yeah, uh, I also forgot how short that scene was. It was yeah, like it's very it was like short. thirty seconds long. Like for it, some reason, I I always remember it being like four minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that scene ends. We cut to the beginning of the 3D gear training. The best Where part. everybody is hung up on these little rigs that have these wires attached to their hips. And they're trying to balance in thin air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikasa, now with her short hair, thank yes, goodness. thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> is acing it. Everybody else is doing really good. Except down at the end of the row, Aaron is yep. sucking. Yeah, Aaron is, uh, he, like, flips over and hits his head on the ground. Um, he's, um, it's kind of interesting how it, it flips his situation. Like, last night, he was being admired by everybody, star, and yeah. now everybody's laughing at him. And, mm-hmm. um, and aren't, aren't people in the crowd are saying, like, wasn't he the one last night who was who saying, saying he's going to defeat all the Titans? Exactly. I also want to point out that Sasha is doing another Sasha thing. She's yeah, basically she's, like she's like swinging on uh, her on her gear with chilling, like, like yeah. got her feet out. Yeah, her hands tucked in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then oh, and then then it pretty much goes to the commercial break. Yep. Um, and I for some reason I love these commercial break slides that I show up in Attack on Titan. To them now that we're rewatching it. I I looked up I planned on looking up what they say for yeah. like every episode. In this episode, the first slide says ODM gear training is a difficult pro- process meant to force the cadet to adapt from moving in a flat 2D plane to a 3D space. And then commercial slide two says high endurance, strong legs, good spatial awareness, and nerves of steel are requisites. Mm. And I love how um, I love how they establish like really upfront that you have to be pretty exceptional to even operate the 3D gear at all. Because right. it's so incredibly challenging mm-hmm. that it's like even just basic using the basics is like almost it takes two years of training, you right. know. Um, and then in that case, let me ask you this. Yeah. How is Jean so good at it? Because <laughs> yeah. you know Jean has never done any work in his entire life. Right. Like exactly. Sasha and Connie, they're hunters. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Jean is like, what? 
Well, what's kind of interesting is Jean, I think, is extremely motivated to get into oh, the interior. True. So I think he's actually really trying, that's like working true. really hard to get to the interior. Right. Um, but I don't know. We never really see him work at anything. So <laughs> I, we, I guess we'll never know. Always, always see is there's a point where Shardis says like Jean is like a genius at 3D gear or something. Uh-huh. It's like, geez, man. Yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, after we come back from commercial break, um, Aaron is outside with Mikasa and Armin trying to get some extra uh, practice in with the 3D gear before their, I don't know, their big exam right. or whatever. And uh, what what made me really sad in this part <laughs> was the thing that gives Aaron the most confidence was that Armin said, even I could do it. <laughs> 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 Poor Armin, like man. <laughs> yeah, have some self worth, my guy. It's kind of interesting. It makes sense that Armin would say that yeah. because we'll see that he's obsessed quite a bit with the idea of not being a burden on yep. anybody. He's he, he considers like himself really a burden. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot. Um. Yeah. What I think is so interesting is that after that we show Aaron sitting in the mess hall, and he's like completely disturbed and unmanned by by the fact that he can't do the 3d gear he's just like like what i love about this is it's like immediately he has this he's like i'm gonna do whatever it takes to join the military and kill all the titans but immediately his willpower is just not enough this is just the first problem he's having um the very first thing he did he can't do it and his willpower Mm -hmm. isn't enough to help him Mm -hmm. do it and um it's just like it's just so it's very brutal, but it's very it's like show. it it's forces Aaron to Titan. develop. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's sitting there completely fried. I mean, quite literally. He's got like some steam <laughs> yeah. coming out from under his bandage. Right. Hmm, what could that be? And uh, <laughs> did you just get that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it'll make sense, people yeah um just all in all in good time all in good time so yeah he's sitting he's he's very demoralized and he's thinking how am i ever gonna beat the titans and mikasa i forgot like i feel like mikasa becomes so bloodthirsty i forgot that she was so peaceable at the beginning you know at, at this part she's just like just don't join the scouts like there's other right. ways to help without fighting and it's like wow right yeah like that's that's like really <laughs> tame of you because uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh she she gets into this whole giant monologue about uh how there's other ways and she wants to keep Aaron safe and then she starts talking about how she wants to return to their homeland together and share right. that moment with him and it's it's kind of interesting because i think that like Aaron could very well have followed that advice and the the show we got would be totally different you know who knows I mean we'd have the same Aaron right so it would be interesting to see what he would do yeah that's true that's true you know he could he'd find ways of making things happen yeah um but as Mikasa is wrapping up her monologue the bell to go to bed rings and everybody leaves and she doesn't even notice and mm-hmm. so she looks up from her monologue and sasha has sat down where aaron was and sasha's just giving her this look like 
I don't know what the hell you were just talking about. <laughs> and then she points at her bread and is like, are you going to eat that? Yeah. <laughs> it's and then great. We get this really funny little, like, uh, these these three shots of uh, uh, these three stills of like everybody going to bed and then Mikasa about to give Sasha the bread and then and last second putting it in her bite mouth. Out of it. Yeah. And then I love <laughs> this is probably my Sasha moment. Yeah. I love you see you see her smile fade, but it, it's not into like sadness. It's just into complete apathy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like her world has gone dark <laughs> because of this lack of bread. It's so great. It is. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> legendary. <laughs> this I forgot how much this episode gives us so much comic relief. Yeah. It's so nice to have yeah. it because you'll never you gotta have it again. You got to sandwich it in between the trauma that just happened and the trauma that, that is just yet gonna to happen. happen. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to the next scene. Aaron is asking around mm-hmm. uh, about 3D gear also, advice. I noticed the cut to the scene is mm. hilarious. Oh, yeah? It's literally, it makes like this goofy little cartoon noise and it wipes the screen. <laughs> so it's like, and that cracked me up. I was like, that is the most hilariously, like that. it was like a cartoon. And it just, it cracked me up because obviously Attack on Titan will never yeah. do that again. Yeah, these episodes really do <laughs> just have like a, re- a, a lighter tone than I remember. Right, uh, right. I think we've been so infected because again, at the time of recording this, we're yeah. getting close Deep to into... the end of season four. Yeah. And uh, the show is just so unrelentingly dark at this point <laughs> that yeah. it, there's just, it's it's easy to forget that there were ever times of levity. Right so yeah we're asking around about 3d gear connie and john both are assholes about it which i found connie's comment especially funny he's like i'm just a genius i'm a natural (laughs) (laughs) i can't i have no wisdom to impart because i'm just so good at it Uh uh-huh uh well and then freaking connie throws it back in his face and says wasn't it you who said if you're weak you gotta go which is just brutal i mean I mean, that's another moment of Aaron, like, really genuinely starting to lose it. Like, oh, really totally, getting demoralized. Yeah. You see in mm-hmm. his face, like, he just... He, yeah. He, you know, people don't really go pale in anime, but that's, like, the that's closest basically, you can see. Uh-huh, yeah. <clears throat> so, he gets nowhere with Connie and John, so he tries Reiner and Bertolt because they have been, apparently, they've been, like, two of the top students in it. They don't have good advice, which is quite contrary to the abridged. Yeah. Where Reiner says the <laughs> ultimate line of all time, or rather Bertold says, Reiner's like, you know who gives the best advice on 3D gear? <laughs> Bertold right yeah. here. Oh, um, I'll just tell you what I Bertold him. <laughs> you just gotta go out there and, and do, do it. it. Just loosen up and be tight at the same time. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> that is, that's like the best part of the that's entire like the abridged. Defining yeah. Moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love the part that comes after that too. He's like, well, they're talking about Jean and they're like, well, he is good at what he does. Being, Being a prick. A prick. <laughs> they just all laugh. All laugh. Uh, <laughs> but no, in the in the in the main real show, uh, Reiner and Bertold have no good advice. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing to note, which we've already seen a little bit of, and we're gonna see 
constantly is that Reiner and Bertold are like completely inseparable. There, there's yeah, like hardly yeah. a scene where you see one of them where you don't also see the other one. Pretty and they're, much, they're pretty yeah. isolated from the other from the rest of the group too. They seem yeah, and yeah. we know we know that they came from the same village, so it's possible that you know they're just maybe they were just friends yeah from, and they're just yeah. loners and feel out of place could be yeah it um uh they they kind of end up getting into a conversation with armin and aaron mm-hmm. and Bertolt asks them why they joined the military and they just sort of uh they all talk about their reasons for joining the military i like that and, armin uh, mentioned he was he didn't say anything about titans or freedom or anything he said yeah. he was concerned with the safety of the people which i was like yeah. that's very yeah it's like oh that's armin <laughs> um then Bertold gets talking about you know they they ask him like what was it like for you you know when the wall broke right and Bertold starts talking about it and it becomes quite clear that he has some like real serious trauma from this event oh He's talking totally about, yeah which uh, yeah i mean you know duh <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> how could you right. not i mean it shows a scene of him opening his window and it's just completely filled with a giant titan face like uh-huh. is nasty and so reiner you get you get kind of a sense especially because we've again we've seen that reiner is kind of the the uh the strong silent sort of stable rock type right and so he he kind of seems like he's helping Bertold like from mentally crumbling he's like you know Bertold mm-hmm. Bertold like kind of gets taken away in the details of of describing what happened and Reiner is like right Reiner's like why are you going into that all of a sudden yeah he's Reiner's like you don't need to be talking about that right uh-huh. now and um it's uh reiner shows a little bit of aaron style drive he says uh mm-hmm. he, he's like i want to go back to my homeland i'll do no i'll go back no matter what it takes right doesn't he say that um, oh no he says that then and yeah. yeah so the interesting thing about that is that i think and i could be wrong but i'm almost positive mm-hmm. that it's the only time it's the first time in the show that a different character besides Aaron has gotten an uber close up on his face. Really? I think oh, so. Oh, that's awesome. So and and it's like, you know, you get close up on his eyes and you know, Reiner has these very uh I don't know, just very determined eyes. And, right. And it just it's like really powerful when he says that. You like really feel it. Oh, totally. Um yeah. Which is great. So yeah, we're kind of it's an interesting intro to Reiner for sure as like hmm, he's like has this you know possibly equal determination right right and then they they like sneak out and go on just like a little hike pretty Mm -hmm. much and they've getting all friendly (laughs) they look out they end up looking out on like this really pretty nature scene it's like yeah it's it's like this lake at night it's very cool a lowly Um, lake playing as the sea (laughs) um and this is where this is where they finally ask Aaron. For some reason, they just skipped over him when they were talking about why they're all joining the military. Right. This is where they finally ask Aaron why he wants to be a soldier, and he, you know, goes all "I want to kill all the Titans" mode yeah. on them, and it kind of shakes them up. They're just like, "Fuck, 
That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. yeah. And Bertolt <laughs> says, didn't encountering the Titans terrify you? Yeah. And actually, what's so interesting is for, for a long time, I thought, oh, Aaron's not scared of the Titans. Of course he's not. Mm-hmm. But Aaron says, yeah, of course it terrified right. me. Um, but, but, you know, he's willing to go forward with it anyway, even though he's, you know, I, I forgot that he was genuinely terrified of the Titans, mm-hmm. you know? So we have this moment as they're sitting there, you know, they've all exchanged their heart's deepest desires and they're, they're looking out over this gorgeous view. And it's really, it's, it's quite a powerful scene and it's the perfect place to do what they do next, which is, um... The, the show is, it does want to set up a, a particular dynamic between Reiner and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is kind of where that begins. And yeah. I think it's just the absolute best moment to do it where Reiner is just like, it's Aaron Yeager, right? I right. think you can do it. Chase your dream. And Aaron's like, yeah, Reiner Brown, right? And it's just like this really great, like, yeah. you know, friendship, respect moment. Exactly. And and yeah, I think I think giving giving that moment the beautiful shot of the mm-hmm. lake, like really um kind of implants it into your mind so that you yeah. remember you remember that specifically for a while, you know, down the road. Um so then that that scene ends and we skip to the next uh 3D gear bit, which is their you know some some sort of final exam it seems to be yeah uh, or no rather everybody's already been through theirs and so everybody's done and they're all like watching Aaron and it's like no pressure right and he they they raise him up and he has this whole anime protagonist moment of like right i've been training i got advice oh cuz cuz Reiner finally gives him three, some 3D gear advice in the previous scene right right, right so he's like i got Reiner's advice i've been practicing i can finally do this they lift him up and he does it for, for a, second, a second and then he falls yep. again as like shit and so for for him it's like that's it like you can't right. be a soldier you didn't pass exactly um and then Shardis is like wagner which is just some other guy who doesn't matter <laughs> which this is the reason that thomas wagner exists he says, oh. he says wagner switch belts with jaeger and they switch belts and it turns out aaron had broken equipment this whole time and so he does it again and he finally succeeds right and it's a joyous moment yeah yeah it's great you realize he he would have been able to do it all along yeah. if he if he hadn't had faulty equipment well and then everybody gets really impressed too because they're like yeah, like even with broken equipment, he was balancing for a second there. Right, before right. He fell. And then uh, Grisha says, or I mean Grisha, Shardis. Shardis says, Grisha, your son became a soldier mm-hmm. today. It's interesting. I guess you know, like he's on first name basis with Aaron's dad. Right. Fashion yeah, basis. exactly. Um, well, and that raises the question again. Where the hell is Aaron's dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In all of this. He came back home. <laughs> He, he clearly met with Aaron, like, now he's just gone still. So, and and so actually, I think it was really good that they made sure to mention that, because that, that keeps that in your brain. Yeah, question it totally where, does. Where is dad? Um, then Mikasa has a little moment there. Armin says to her, I think it's Armin, he's like, he's like, wow, look, he's so happy because you can finally join the scouts. And right. Mikasa's like, no, he's relieved because he doesn't have to leave me. And I'm like, I yeah, I feel like you're projecting me. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. When she said that, I was like, Mikasa, 
I, I mean, that's probably part of it, but I don't think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think you're, yeah, projecting it just a little bit. Um, so everybody, well, you know, everybody who's going to pass has passed. They say, uh, or no, they, they say that next episode. I mean, not that it's a spoiler. They say 218 trainees have, oh, have made it I through training. I didn't notice the number. Um, and so we cut to... Uh, the first full-on 3D gear, you know, using the actual yeah. equipment training se- sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's very short. It's just like, you know, a little very brief celebratory thing where Shardis is riding a horse through the forest and all of our characters are riding along. Yeah. Uh, on their 3D gear beside him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very pretty part. Mm-hmm. It's very then, well animated. And in another, you know, I said the the shot in episode right at the beginning of episode one with all the soldiers fighting the Titan in the forest was the most anime part. Uh-huh. This kind of gives that part a run for its money when Aaron, right at the end, the final shot of this episode is when he swings up out of the trees oh, and he's yeah, like yeah, silhouetted yeah. in the sun and it freezes on it. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is our episode. That's episode three excellent uh character intros relationship mm. intros you know building dynamics yeah next up i'm very excited for next episode we're really going to be able to there there's so much to dig into yeah. in that episode it's so great yeah um yeah it took me two freaking hours to take notes for that seriously episode. i t- like i said <laughs> for the first two episodes i took <laughs> one and a half pages of notes each uh-huh. and then for these i think i took three pages on both of yeah them, same which is so it's weird like, because geez, it feels so like oh three and a half on the next episode oh my lord like it feels like a lot less than was in the first two episodes it but does apparently not i think it's just less obvious yeah you know, the first yeah. two episodes it was like so much big stuff was happening this is more just like you know small scale low concept right ludo narrative dissonance (laughs) Uh, kind of kind of uh you know character stuff right so it feels yeah it feels like less but there's still plenty to dig into yeah and it's it's pretty amazing i mean aaron i mean we'll get to it but it's aaron is already gonna go through a little arc in the next episode that freaking it's just so cool that that's already happening yeah. you know isayama's really just like he he packs this stuff really full yeah like, my my perception of Aaron has really changed after yeah. after getting to where we are in the show and then coming back earlier like i feel like i appreciate him a lot more because oh, totally. the first times you know well every time i watched the show before season four came out Mm-hmm. i thought Aaron was pretty annoying he was like my least favorite character of the show and i felt like he had zero character arc for the most part until right like the very right. end mm-hmm. um but no longer i feel like i'm seeing a lot oh, more totally. i'm seeing a lot more like subtle stuff you know it's not yeah. it's not like he doesn't have this crazy character arc where he just like suddenly stops being a, a rage beast right he, right but, but you know he has these moments progressively through the show of, yeah of gradually becoming mature right <clears throat> so it's very true we met jean in this episode we met reiner and bertolt and next episode we can look forward to annie yeah yes it's gonna be a good one 
catch you on the next one, folks. Episode 4, Night of the Closing Ceremony, featuring Annie Leonhardt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. See ya.